What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 15 of the Matt Geeks podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and we are just going to keep it rocking and rolling with all of these ACC champion chats, uh, our champ chats, if you will. Uh, we have so far, we have sat down with 141 ACC champ Zach Sherman of UNC. Um, and then the next episode, we sat down with Mickey Philippi at Pitt. Um, and today we are bringing you the other end of the weight classes. We're going all the way up, jumping to 197 pounds, where we're going to talk to the University of Virginia's Jay Aiello. Uh, it was a great conversation. Got to chat with Jay about all kinds of stuff. You know, his wrestling career, uh, you know, starting out is not a very highly rated recruiter at all, almost, and just kind of be given a shot at Virginia by the coaching staff and um, really made the most of, of his shot. And so uh, he is doing very well. He's one of the favorites to win a national title this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing his season unfold. But real quick, before we get into the episode, I have to tell you, we do have our Mad Geeks gear store that is open through this Sunday, the 18th. Uh, it will be closing on the 18th. So we have t-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies. If you want to support the podcast, then please go over there and buy a shirt. Uh, they're only $18 for a t-shirt and it would be a big help. And I appreciate everybody that listens either way. You guys are awesome. Uh, but without further ado, I will shut my mouth. And here's Mr. J. Aiello. This is actually, I guess, kind of like, I'll keep it short, but I ended up driving back from uh, my brother's place in uh, Wheaton, Illinois at 10 o'clock last night. Drove through the night, got back here at 10 a.m. and just have been sleeping all day because I didn't get any rest last night. Um, it is my day off too, which actually works out well. So I can afford to, you know, sleep and rest. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm hurting a little bit right now. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you guys going this week? Or I guess weekly right now? Um, so uh, at the beginning of uh, when people come back to school, I got together with the coaches and we didn't really know like what the training would look like. Um, and since I already graduated, um, like got my degree and everything, I was just taking classes to be able to compete. And so they were like, you know what, like you can, uh, you can drop your classes um, and we can train at this um, jujitsu place down the street, um, like a couple, like three to four times a week. And then, um, like I'm still having to do like lifts and runs more on my own sort of thing. Um, but I've been going to that jujitsu place three, four times a week um, in hopes of I, the, the main point of it was sort of like to, to train for the senior nationals, but something came up where I wasn't able to go, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's still been a really good training situation. And uh, I think Going back to like I guess the, the overall team, they're pretty much full swing right now with uh, practices and everything by now. Um, just wearing masks when they wrestle and lift um, and do any type of workout. So, yeah, Heck yeah, man. I know I see all the uh, the pictures and videos that they post, and uh, it's got to be suffocating wrestling in the uh, whatever those things are called, right? The like handkerchief. I don't even know what that thing's called. Yeah, like the little neck gaiter. Um, yeah, they're. Yeah, there's a, there's a decent a decent amount of complaining about like uh, it feels like you're getting waterboarded because like the sweat just piles up and then, <laughs> um, but I think guys are getting used to it by now. So, I think that's how uh, one of your coaches, one of the Paulsons, I can't remember which one. One of them said that when I talked to him the other day. It said it feels like you're getting waterboarded in practice. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely Trent. I've heard yeah. Trent say that too. So, yeah, oh, it's wild, man. Um, all right. Well, I'm excited to get into talking a little bit about your career. Uh, I, I got a bunch of questions to ask and, you know, even, even Garland and Jack helped me out with a couple things to talk to you about. Um, so, I mean, first of all, you know, going back just all where it started to ask everybody the same thing. Uh, how did you get into wrestling? Um, so I've been wrestling maybe not since I can remember, but since I was probably like six about, um, I didn't, I didn't really take it seriously. Um, but my dad wrestled. Um, so he got me and all three of my older brothers into wrestling. And so 
we all wrestled. Um, but I never really, I would say, like, made it my own or started to make it my own probably up until, like, freshman year of high school. Um, it was always just, like, something on the side I did um, in the winter, you know. So I yeah. wasn't, like, really, I would say, passionate about it until then. You know, I saw you played football and then something else, right? So was wrestling just kind of, like, stay in shape when you're growing up or, you know? I don't even know. I'm pretty like I I used to like hate wrestling so much. I mean, I was I was a big softy. Like I was like that kid that's just like whining about doing extra stuff and uh, like it was hard, you know. Like wrestling's a hard sport, and like me as a little kid, like I take it well. Um, it's really different now, but yeah, growing up, I was into baseball a lot, and so. Um, I was playing baseball in the spring and the fall and then like around seventh grade or eighth grade I started playing football in the fall so then um, but after my freshman year of high school um, I did I did football wrestling and then baseball after my freshman year I was like okay I don't want to do baseball anymore uh, I just want to focus on wrestling and football so yeah very cool man well I know you had a really good high school career right um, you ended up going through high school, you know, doing very well, wrestling freestyle Greco outside of the season. Um, and you grew up in Virginia, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I was making sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you grew up in Virginia. And uh, from what I, I found your senior year, you were the first person in your high school's history to pin your way through the season. Pinned every single person that you beat that season on the way to a state title. Uh, I, I got to ask. How the heck does that work? How does that feel to know that you literally pinned every single person that you beat that year? I kind of, that was like sort of a goal of mine, I would say. Um, because by the time, like the goal is always to obviously win a state title. Um, and so, and but by the time I got to that part of the season for districts, regionals, and states, um, I, I had gone to BC East, um, and uh, Eastern States up in New York and wrestled like top guys in the country to like very close matches, you know? And so um, when it came time to just wrestle guys in Virginia, I was just like, like, why not? Uh, like, why not pin all the guys I'm wrestling? You know, like I, this is something I should be able to do. And so that's what like, I, I, I told uh, like one of my older brothers that I was like, I, I want to pin like my way through States. Like I want to pin everyone um, that I'm wrestling. I don't just want to, I don't just want to go out there and win, you know? Um, and it like people would be like, oh, like you haven't even won a state title, and that's like what you want to do. But like to me, it was just like so accomplishable the whole time that it didn't even seem crazy. So yeah, heck yeah, man. Especially one match at a time. Um, yeah. Ha I gotta ask, how many pins was it? I don't. I don't. I think so. It was I guess three at states, and then four at regionals, two at districts or three districts um i had like 30 something wins that year and like 25 of them must have been pins man something like that yeah yeah crazy um man all right but i, I gotta back it up for a second i, I completely jumped a little bit further than i wanted um we talked about you kind of you know growing up and, and wrestling and uh getting into it at an early age maybe not like just full blown into it yet but you know eventually you do kind of shift over into like you said uh you know freshman year kind of hardcore wrestling what point did you realize like i'm actually pretty decent at this thing like i could maybe go to college or you know do something with it um i would say it was after my sophomore year i started um like thinking i want to wrestle in college um we had one of our, our head coach at the time, Tucker Surbrook, um, we were lifting them off in the, in, the, uh, in the weight room. In the off season, he was like, like what do you want to do? What, like, do you want to wrestle in college? What level? Like, what, what's your goal? And I was like, I want to wrestle Division One. He's like, well, if you want to wrestle Division One, like, you're, like, you're not just going to settle for, like, going Division One. Like, you got to have your hopes higher than that, you know? And so from probably around, like, my sophomore year of high school, I was starting to think like long-term, like I want to be division one All-American, division one national champ. 
um, obviously like that was just like something like that seemed so far off at the time because still um, like my junior high school didn't place at the Virginia State Tournament, you know. So um, at times it, it really did feel like far away, but I'd probably say like sophomore year high school is when I started to like put my eye on like how far I wanted to go in wrestling. I mean, that's wild. I mean, I'm a high school wrestling coach, so I know that jump, like people don't make that jump very often, right? I haven't seen many people go from, you know, not even placing at the state tournament to even in the finals, right? Like, you know, off the top of my head, you know, personally, in my experience, I only know one guy that went from not even making the state tournament to the state finals the next year. And it was just an incredible turnaround. So (laughs) how in the world did you make that from, you know, not placing as a junior to pinning your way through, you know, region, section, state, or whatever it's called in Virginia and winning a state title? I would say, um, like, the, just, like, using that loss and using that, um, like, disappointment my junior year really fueled me a lot. Um, I had I, – I was really blessed with a lot of uh, different coaches – um, in high school who really like were looking after me and uh, like did a good job of preparing me um, for the next year and so um, and then also my three older brothers helped me out a lot I think for like a month that year I was up um, at uh, the college they wrestled at Wheaton College wrestling with them and their guys um, and they had a few D3 All-Americans in the room and so that was really good wrestling with them um, and then yeah, I mean, it was just like, I didn't keep my, like, I didn't, I didn't let a disappointment, like, back me off my goal, you know, I, I had set that goal, and I, I um, already started changing time, but like, what can I do um, to prepare better this next off season to, to really get me ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then, you know, when I was talking, I was talking to Garland before this, just asking him, you know, what should I ask you? Or is there anything that that we kind of want to highlight or talk about in here? And one of the things that he mentioned that I didn't even know was that I guess you, you weren't as highly recruited as I thought you were, right? You were the, I think, 19th ranked uh, guy at 195 from Flow Wrestling. Um, which I mean, in my mind, you see that and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he had some schools like knocking at the door for him. Um, but the way that he said it, you know, I don't know anything about it. So I'm interested to hear, but it kind of seems like, you know, it, it wasn't the case. So, uh, how did that whole recruiting process go for you? Yeah. So, um, I had, I had been going to the UVA camps, I think my sophomore year, my junior year, um, and then my, after my senior year, I, I was like a counselor, I guess, but, um, I had been going and like doing like the elite camps, you know? And so like, um, there was always like some good kids there and I, I rolled around with some of the college wrestlers. Um, and at the time, like Garland said, like I wasn't very highly recruited. I think I got, I placed seventh or eighth at NHSCA nationals for sophomores and juniors. Um, and I placed like seventh at flow twice or once um and yeah I just didn't like I had a few a few like lower tier d1 schools um like interested in me um but no one that was really like okay like we need to get this guy sort of thing um and so I went to a UVA um elite elite camp my going into my senior high school and wrestled um with one of the, the guys in the team at the time um, who was a starter for the team and ended up like whooping him pretty bad in like a 10 or 15 minute uh, go, like right in front of the coaches. Um, and it turns out that um, the guy I wrestled, like something, it was just like one of those things where I just always had his number, you know? Like, I don't think I was nearly as good as they thought I was, um, but they yeah. saw something in me from from uh, that camp and from like that little match. Um, and they like took a chance on me, you know, because I wasn't by any means highly recruited at all. And so um, they took a chance on me and um, I committed before my senior year. So all those like big accolades, like NHSCA, 
uh, champ, like flow runner up, like winning states. Um, like they didn't, they didn't know any of that was coming. You know, they may have, they may have like sort of saw it a little bit, but um, like, uh, they they gave me the opportunity before I even was really there yet. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you committed before all that. Um, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it was just like a right place, right time when you're wrestling that guy in the, in the, the camp, or if it was like Garland going, Hey, go pick on that guy. See what happens. You know, like I was no, like, it, must, it, it had to have been right place, right time. It yeah. had to be. <laughs> Man, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have an interesting question thinking about it now, you know, you committed to UVA, like you said, before you see in your year, and then, like you said, all the accolades came, right? Won a state title. You, know, you did yeah. well at all these national tournaments. Did it, I don't see, did any other schools contact you after that? I know that you were already committed, but was there like anybody kind of trying to sway you or anything like that? Not, not really. Um, I wasn't really like, I mean, I was, I was committed. Um, and so not, I, I don't think so. Um, I remember I had like a few people telling me like, Hey, like you should decommit and like, see if you can go to this school or this school, you know? And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> like I, I committed there for a reason, you know, like I'm not, uh, not going to back out one, that's not who I am. And two, like, I want to be here. So, yeah. I think that's interesting to hear because, you know, I've seen several guys in the recent years that have committed to a school and then they turn around and go somewhere else, uh, but, you know, before they even get on the college campus. So I was wondering if, you know, obviously all of your big accolades came afterwards. So I was wondering how that went down. Um, Mm -hmm. But what? another thing, right? Coach Garland's been on the show multiple times. I've talked to him all the time. He's probably the most interesting person in the world to text. Like the craziest sayings, it's the best. Um, how did your interactions with Garland go, you know, the first couple of times before you decided, hey, I want to go here? Um, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. So Garland, um, you gotta, if you haven't seen him run like a, uh, a camp or some type of uh, like technique session for high school kids, it's like the great, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, Cause like you said, like he just brings so much energy um, and he'll just like say like something so strange that just like makes you like lock in and you're like, what the heck did he just say sort of thing, you know? Um, and so like our first few interactions, I would say like, I was like, I, I knew I liked him. Um, I liked the energy that he brought. Um, but there's definitely part of me that I was like, like, who is this? Like, <laughs> who, who, who am I really like wrestling for right now? Like this dude seems almost crazy, you know? Um, uh, but just like the more and more, um, that I've been here and that we've gotten to know each other better and better. I mean, it's just like, I wouldn't want to wrestle for anyone else in the country. Like, I don't care who it is and what accolades they have, you know? Um, like I trust this, I trust this man with like everything I have. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, exactly. Like you said though, I think it's funny. The, the crazy, like off the wall stuff that he says. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause obviously I, I had a relationship with Jack before doing some podcasts and, you know, Garland was the first D one coach I ever talked to. And so um, I, you know, I set it up, we're getting ready to do the meeting and there's like the waiting room and zoom before, and he's in the waiting room and it, like, I don't know how long it was, a couple minutes go by. And I, for basically the first ever contact I have with this guy, I get a text that says, open the door and let daddy party. And so, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, wild. That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's so was, awesome. It was great. And it has not slowed down one bit <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, I have to ask the couple of questions that, that he told me, right? So he asked, or he, he mentioned that we might have some anger issues in the room and asked who Lenny is. They like to say him and him, Trent and Jack came up with this, uh, like alter ego I have when I get real upset. Um, 
and they call it they call it Lenny because um, my middle name's Leonard, um, and so they just like shorten that to Lenny. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I get a little bit fired up. I like to bring like a little something else, you know, to, especially to the room because you know someone's someone's got to be getting into it somewhere in the room, you know, to, to like sort of bring that sort of um, bring that sort of mood and that motto to the team. Um, and it slipped a little bit in matches sometimes this year, but nothing too crazy, you know. Um, I mean, it's wrestling; it's an aggressive sport. You're supposed to, you're supposed to go hard, but not be disrespectful in a sense, you know. So I like to think that I never let it get too out of hand. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, I'll have just like that moment where it's just like I like Garland says all the time, like, "Oh, like I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Like it's almost like that. I'm just like, oh, what did I just do?" <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely matches up. The, the stories I've heard in the room is is that people don't necessarily want to wrestle you because you're just continuously coming forward and just, like, won't stop. Um, so, I mean, especially, I guess, when Lenny comes out. So, that, uh, that makes a little bit of sense now. But, yeah, yeah so. It's, it's kind of, yeah. No, go ahead. I don't know. I So, I, like, yeah, the way I wrestle is, like, almost, like, I'm constant, constantly going forward, constantly pressuring, and then, like, I'll get upset because other people aren't like giving me a, like, a pressure back in the room or aren't like wrestling me back. And then they're like, dude, I just like, don't know what to do. Like, why are you getting mad at me? Like, I, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, if you put it like that, that makes sense. Like, I guess I'm being a little irrational, but. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, man. So obviously you said you're not in uh, Charlottesville right now, right? Um, no, I, I am in Charlottesville now. I'm oh, okay. You are right now. Cool. So, uh, who you been rooming with the last couple of years? You live with wrestlers, I'm assuming. Yeah, I lived with um, I live with Jack, I or Jack Mueller, uh, Sam Martino, Michael Murphy. My second year, third year, and fourth year, and then me and Sam had roomed together all. We were roommates first year too, um, and then this year I'm living at a house. Me, Louis Hayes, um, uh, one kid who used to wrestle doesn't wrestle anymore. Cam Coy, uh, Jupek, and Anthony Steinmeier, a second year on our team. Yeah, very cool. So how does that how does that dynamic go? Right, the the wrestling matches break out when you know somebody says something bad at the dinner table. Like, how's that go? Um, no, I don't. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I would say. Um, me and uh, me and Jack, I think our second year and our maybe a little bit at the beginning of our third year would get into it just because we're both um, like hot tempered guys sometimes. Um, but like for the most part, it was all like rainbows and butterflies, you know, we were just hanging out, having a good time. Um, it, it helps too that like I'm 197, Jack's 125, and then our other two roommates were like different weights as well. So it's like we're not wrestling each other that often in the room. So nothing is escalating over into when we get home from practice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So no, nothing comes home. Um, what about, I, I told Jack I was going to ask, right? You and Jack, toe the line, who wins? In a wrestling match? Oh, yeah. He's, I have too much weight on him. If he was bigger, he might be able to beat me, but I'm just too, I'm too big for him. He's quick. He does some stuff, and I'm like, whoa, like, what? Like, like, how, like how'd you get him out of that fast? But I'm just, I'm too big for him right now. Yeah. No, he's yeah. he's gonna be listening, man. So you gotta tell him. You gotta put him in his place. All right. Yeah, I think he I think he might be in Charlottesville actually now. So maybe after this interview, I'll I'll go over and uh, whoop on him a little bit. Good kick his butt. Very <laughs> cool. Um. All right, man. So getting into your college career, right? So, uh, you you get on to campus at UVA. Um, you take a red shirt that first year. You go nineteen and twelve in that red shirt. First of all, you know. I'm always interested to hear about the red shirt process, right? Cause you get onto campus red shirt, you know, it, you're, it, it kind of like throws off your wrestling and then your education, right? Cause it kind of sets you on the path to, I guess, getting a master's. Right. Um, but first of all, did you want to red shirt that first year and kind of like what all went into that decision to do so? And, and how do how do you feel you grew from that red shirt? Um, yeah, I wanted a red shirt. I wanted to get a little, like, a little bit more experience under my belt. 
especially like wrestling 195 in high school and then jumping up to 197 in college. I mean, you go from wrestling, like most, most of the guys at high school, 195, they're like, they're not, they're not men, you know, they're not, they're not that strong. Like yeah. obviously the top guys are, um, but even then, like you go from wrestling like a 17, 18 year old kid who's uh, weighing 195 to like a, like a 22, 23 year old grown man, uh, who's just like has muscles that you just didn't know like were real, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a big, big jump. Um, but yeah, I wanted a red shirt. Uh, the plan was always for me to red shirt. So, and like, I, I can say this honestly, like I wasn't, I wasn't ready to go that, that year, you know? Um, like if I would have thrown in the lineup, I would have been eaten by the wolves, I think. So it was definitely a good uh, decision. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and then, you know, of course, after the redshirt year, right, good redshirt year, 19 wins, um, then you, you finally get into the, the lineup, and you went 13 and 15 that first year, so obviously not the, the best year, right, but then you end up taking that and, and getting better each year until, you know, this last year, 27 and 4, right? Um, yeah. Big difference going from 13 and 15 to 27 and 4. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about that process and how that worked out. You know, I guess, you know, you have a, a knack of turning things around. So how did that go? Um, so actually my, that, my redshirt freshman year, um, my record was 13 and 15, but if you go and look, I was like 12 and six or 12 and seven, like halfway through the year and something happened where like, I just couldn't, I couldn't win anymore. Uh, um, I don't even I just got in like the weirdest that I, I think I've ever been in. Um, so we always joke around, uh, me and my old uh, housemates, like second year was just like the weirdest year. Cause that was the year that like, um, like Jack, Jack didn't AA that year, you know? And then another one of my roommates was cut down to 41 from like absurd amount. Like he, I think he wrestled 57 our last year and he wrestled 41 that year. And it's like, it was just like the worst year. But, um, yeah, I just got in this funk where I just, like, I remember we were doing, like, situational goes in the room, like, me, Trent, and uh, Will Shaney, and it was just, like, I couldn't, like, I had, like, no strength, you know, and so there was just a lot of things going on, I think probably mental, um, that I just, maybe I just wasn't used to the, the grind of a college wrestling season, or my body wasn't used to it, um, and so, yeah, I think I went, I went one and eight, my last um, nine matches and then actually at ACC's in the first match um, I was wrestling Danny Chade and I was I think I was up by one actually I was wrestling a good match um, I had a seat belt uh, he had an overhook uh, or wizard I guess um, and he like hit down really hard my elbow jammed to the mat and it jammed my shoulder back into its socket and I ended up tearing my uh, my rotator cuff my bicep tendon and my labrum um, so I didn't get surgery on that until like probably beginning of April. And so that whole off season from my end of my redshirt freshman year to the beginning of redshirt sophomore year, I didn't step on the mat for like five, six months, you know, as far as like wrestling with someone else. Like I was in a lot of stance of motion and I was, I, when I was in the sling, I would just walk everywhere. Um, Cause they were like, you can't work out yet, but you can walk. So I would literally walk like, um, like from my apartment to the training room to class to dinner back all the way home and I was walking like eight nine miles a day when I couldn't do anything else you know um and so yeah I think the the biggest the biggest jump the biggest difference I sort of realized like I need to get things right off the mat I would say um because I always like up and up from like my probably sophomore year of high school I was always that guy that's like okay I'm when I'm in the room and like I'm going to be working as hard as I can and I'm, I'm going to be getting extra reps in, you know, I'm going to get uh, extra workouts in. But like, if you think about it, you're only in the resting mat, you're only in the weight room for like max three to four hours of a day. Yeah. You know? So you still have 12 hours or 10 hours, however much it is off the mat where you're doing other things. Like are those, like, what are you doing with those 10 to 12 hours that, um, we're actually getting you ready to to actually like 
compete well and be able to chase after the goals you have. So um, for me, a lot of it was just uh, like getting, getting things right off the mat, um, like struggling with my faith a little bit. Um, and just sort of like following, following that, you know, um, cause uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a, it was like the biggest, it was kind of crazy though. If you think about it, cause I didn't get on the mat at all. And all of a sudden I go from 13 to 15 to, um, 24 and 17th national tournament and, um, third at Vegas. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Cause that's crazy to hear that, you know, 13 and 15, you ended on that one and eight, you know, losing streak. And then you don't even get surgery. You're out for five months. Right. You would think that, all right, with all that going on, you're definitely not going to come back better. Right. That's what you would think. But you came back that next year, 24 and eight and was run up in the ACC. So like, I mean, obviously the switch flipped somewhere. Right. So I guess it's, it's what you're saying, like getting everything right off the mat, I guess. Yeah, I think a, a big thing for me, um, like I was feeling sort of like an anxiety, you know, um, before I was stepping on the mat, I would say, um, that retro freshman year. Um, and I mentioned it briefly, but like, I think a, a lot of that six months allowed me to focus on things that were so apart from wrestling. So a big thing was just my faith, you know? Um, and just, I don't think, my, my, my faith in Christ didn't make me a better wrestler, but it, it, it gave me an easiness, you know? It gave me um, just a calmness that I didn't have before, which allowed me to actually be free when I competed um, and to not worry about the little things, to not worry about if I'm gonna win or lose or if I'm gonna let people down, you know, because it just didn't matter. And so I was able to actually go out there and compete in the way that I wanted to compete. Yeah, so the, I know the, the coaching staff up there, right? They have a, a very, uh, very strong faith. It was, was that something that you kind of struggled through and, and they helped you out with? Or was that something that you kind of found on your own? Um, they're, they've all been extremely good mentors to me. Um, I mean, I've been blessed with, a lot of good mentors in my life, but especially here at UVA, um, as far as like Garland and Trent and Travis, and then you throw in a guy, um, Mark Ellis, he was there by uh, my red shirt, or yeah, my red shirt year. He was another, uh, another, um, another Christian who just like was a really great mentor to me, George DiCamillo. Um, he was a great mentor to me. I mean, all these, all these people, a guy named Kelly Scott, who, runs athletes in action here uh UVA all these people who just sort of helped me uh like grow in my faith and um like lead me um to Christ in a way that was um obviously beneficial you know and so um yeah definitely definitely the coaches but there's a lot a lot more you know and if you talk to Jack um you know he's he's a believer too and so um, just having that mutual bond with him and our other roommates as well, just like constantly pushing each other um, in that right direction. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely helps to be around uh, a bunch of like-minded people and people that are, yep. you know, you, you are who you, the people, you are the, the people that sur- you surround yourself with, right? Um, yep. So that, that's awesome to hear, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, continuing on in your career, right? Obviously, uh, that sophomore season, turning around big time, second in the ACC's, you know, did, did pretty well at nationals. And then this year um, really just kept it moving. Right. So 27 and four this year um, with, you know, some big ones throughout, throughout the year. Um, And, you know, I was looking at your NCAA tournament, right? So uh, first of all, I mean, you went through the year 27 and four, you ended up winning an ACC title, right? Beat some good guys. Um, how did that feel to win that ACC title after coming in second the year before? Uh, I mean, it felt good. I'm not going to say it didn't, but, um, I was, I was like, it was there. Like I, I had the feeling like one, but a lot of it was just like, okay, like let's take that next step. You know, like let's, let's get, let's get it for nationals. Let's get ready for that. So, 
I mean, it, it definitely felt good to win an ACC title. Um, you're not going to pretend like it didn't, but uh, I, honestly, a lot of, like, a big part of me was just like, all right, like, let's, let's keep it rolling, you know? Let's get ready for nationals. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was excited to see you wrestle at nationals. Um, I know that I, all the times I've talked to Jack, he's very, very high on, on your wrestling and, you know, very much believed in you and that you could do it last year. Um, and obviously even more so this year with the landscape being the way it is. Um, I just yeah. took a second um, earlier this morning and kind of looked back over the bracket. Obviously the tournament didn't happen, but, and obviously the, the NCAA tournament's wild, right? Nothing's ever going to fall the way it's supposed to. But if, if you hit all the guys the way it was seated, right, then it would have been Buchanan from Wyoming in the first round, that's for sure. And then after that, you're looking at a rematch with Greg Bolsack, Clarion, who was one of your losses this year. Um, yep. And then hitting the two seed Noah Adams from West Virginia. And then uh, Eric Schultz, Nebraska, would have been the semifinals. And then Colin Moore probably in the finals. Again, tournament's wild. That's just the way the seeding would have fell, would have fallen if it had happened that way. Um, yeah. What did you think about, you know, your potential path to, to a title? I mean, obviously you probably take it one match at a time, but um, looking back at it, you know, what are your thoughts on, on all those guys? I was, I was actually really, really excited uh, when I first saw that bracket. Um, one, because it, it gave me a, a good confidence because I'd beaten uh, Noah Adams before pretty handily. Uh, I mean, obviously he gotten better, but there was no way in my mind that he, the jump that he was able to make in that off in the off season was higher than the jump that I made, you know? And so I was like, okay, like, I know he's good. And I was like, um, he's definitely gotten better. But like I still believe hundred percent believe that I was better than him. Um, would have won that match. Um, and then uh, me and Schultz had traded the year before too, like two like pretty close matches. And I actually really always enjoy wrestling him just because the way he wrestles, you know, he's a go where he likes to hand fight hard. It's, it's not super pretty a lot of the time. It's almost like a little, like a fight. Um, so I was actually really excited for that match too. And then even like um, those first two matches. So I had a really close match with Buchanan in Vegas. And then I lost uh, to Bullsack in Vegas too. Um, but a lot of people didn't know I had, uh, I had strep that week. Um, so I, I wasn't able to like rep, uh, work out at all Monday, Tuesday. And then it was just like, all of a sudden, like a big cut, and I just like coughing up along, having a fever. Um, I just remember, like, after that first day, I lost in the quarterfinals uh, to Brunner, and the coaches were like, like, like what, like, we don't think you should wrestle tomorrow. You know, like they were like, you shouldn't wrestle tomorrow. Like you look horrible. We know you feel even worse. Like, just like we really think that you should just like make weight. You know, so your team points can count, and then just like forfeit out because like we know you're hurting really bad um and so like that night I was like thinking like okay like maybe maybe that's right thing to do and then um like woke up the next morning and was like thinking about it and it was like well I could get sick the week of nationals you know I could get sick um the week of ACC's um and if I don't take this opportunity to sort of feel like what it's like to to go through that when I'm when I'm feeling like crap you know I won't have like, I won't be able to make the most out of this opportunity that I had, you know? Um, and so I ended up wrestling and didn't wrestle great, ended up losing bull sack in a close match. Um, but still like, I was just, that got me even more fired up. Cause I was like, all right, these are two guys who probably think like, Oh, like I had a close match with them or like, Oh, I already beat him. But, like you had nowhere near of a taste of what um, it was like to wrestle me when I'm like full go, you know? So, yeah. so I was really excited just to get out there and um, wrestle those guys again and um, feel feel like myself, you know, when I'm when I'm doing it. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, you obviously had a really good path, like you said, right? You you had pretty much beaten everybody on that way, right? And, and the only yep. exception being Bullsack when you were sick. Um, Everyone last year, right, it, it was kind of the consensus, at least, you know, from the fan base that Colin Moore was the guy to beat, right? He was the one seed. He was in the finals the year before. Um, you know, had you wrestled him before, and, and how did you see that match going uh, if you guys made it and ended up hitting in the finals? 
Um, so we've never wrestled, um, but that's always been a matchup that I'd always really um, have, have wanted just because I think, one, it would be a really fun match, the way we both wrestle, the way we both um, we go out and we look, to, we look to get to legs, we look to attack almost the whole time. Um, it would have been a show no matter what, you know. Um, no matter who, who ended up winning, who ends up winning that match, I, I, I truly believe it would it'd be a show for the people that are there watching. Um, but, I mean, I, I was feeling so good when uh, when nationals came around this past year, like there was no doubt in my mind that it didn't matter who I was going to step on the mat with, I was going to win. Um, not in like a disrespectful way, but just like a, a, a confidence in myself that um, I just knew that if I was wrestling the way I wanted to wrestle, that no one in the, in the country could uh, keep up with that, could wrestle with me. So, I mean, I, I think obviously it's all like, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, like it didn't happen. But I mean, I still believe like I could win a national title this year and I still believe I could have won one last year. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and so obviously, like you said, it didn't happen, right? Uh, unfortunate situation, worldwide pandemic. Um, how did, how did all that go down? Right. It's something that, that sucks to ask about, sucks to talk about, but, um, I think it's important for people to hear, you know, what was that whole situation like, right? Where, where were you at when you heard it? Um, you know, the feelings, what did you end up doing afterwards? Or how did that go? So stuff started like going downhill a little bit. Um, I think it was a Thursday. Um, and I was actually, we got like a massage guy to come in and like, uh, make sure we're all feeling good before uh, nationals. And so my slotted time was like, right in the middle i think of when they canceled it and so like i knew like very well going into like that massage like i was like all right when i come out nationals probably canceled but i'm just gonna like try to enjoy this and so like it was like the best massage i've ever gotten in my life you know so it was hour long this dude was just working all the knots out of me feeling real good um and come out um and obviously got the news um the nationals was canceled so we all came um sat in the locker room everyone that was in town, which is pretty much almost everyone on the team, um, like sat there in silence for a little bit. And then Garland came in, Paulson's, um, and our CA, COO of our sport, uh, Steve Pritzker, and just like sort of explained to us what happened, what was going on. Um, and then from there, I mean, we just um, were like, all right, like, this sucks, but like, let's like try to like enjoy some time together, you know? Cause, I mean, it was spring break then, so we never really had a spring break. So a lot of us ended up going to uh, um, Outer Banks and just getting away from it all, being at the beach for like a week and a half, two weeks, um, just like sticking sticking with each other. You know, we were a really tight-knit group of guys. And so um, just going through that with those other people who are experiencing the same thing uh, made it a whole lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, and – as much as it sucks, right, in the grand scheme of things, looking back at it now, it's such a small thing, right? Um, obviously, not yeah. the people that were participating in it, but at the time, it's, it, you know, it's got to feel awful. You got to, like, you know, kind of hate the world a little bit for, for at least a, a little bit. Um, and then, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. looking back at it now, it's like, well, you know, people are dying. And this is this is a world thing, right? It's not even just the United States. Like it's the entire world that this thing's affecting. So, um, yep. you know, it, it sucks, but you know, best you can, all you can do is just move forward and just keep going. So, um, one yeah. thing that, yeah. And I, I remember someone asked me about it and I was like, this is affecting so many people across the globe. And it was probably like a week after I was like, this is going to affect so many people and it's already affected so many people. Like if I'm here, like thinking about myself, and just about national tournament like that's pretty selfish you know so like like you said in the grand scheme of things a national tournament like it, it's fun to have but it's it's not that important you know so yeah for sure i mean don't get me wrong i was very upset <laughs> even it's just as a yeah, fan no, right yeah. um Definitely. like i remember i was in the car i just picked up my wife from dental school and we're driving home and uh i got a text that there was no fans right that week before and I remember like 
was just pissed. And I looked at her, I was like, I already took the days off. So I'm just, I'm going to stay home and I'm just going to like, I'm going to put up every TV in the house and just watch it. Uh, but, you know, looking back at it a couple of weeks after it happened, it, you know, didn't feel as bad. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, along with that, right, the first, I, I don't know if it's the first time ever, possibly, but uh, they, the NWCA or NCWA actually um, came out with the All-Americans, right? We pride ourselves on being a sport that actually gets to go in there and earn it, right? You get to actually step on the mat and the top eight guys earn an All-American honor. Uh, obviously, that's what everybody wants, right? But in this crazy time, I personally think that it was a great thing that they did, right? You guys earned your seeds, right? You earned everything that you got uh, while you didn't get to prove it. And while it sucks for some of those guys, you know, there could have been a dude that was the 32 seed that ended up being an All-American, right? It sucks for him. But you got to kind of take the punches as they come. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that whole situation? Obviously, you earned your first All-American honor from this. Uh, you know, what do you feel about that situation? It definitely wasn't the way I wanted it to be, you know, uh, yeah. having like that be like first of being like, that's how I become an All-American. Um, and so like, I was honestly like a little, I'm not going to say, eh, maybe I was a little bit upset or just a little bit like, ah, uh, like it's not that big of a deal sort of thing, you know? Um, and I don't think it's that, I still don't think it's that big of a deal now, but um, I was talking to, um, a guy who like he's round of 12 um a couple time national qualifier and he's like look like all the other sports this is how they do it you know football this is how they do it they look at the stats they have from the season and then they award uh like all american honors off that and so we're just going by what everyone else did and like coming from someone who had like never all american and gotten pretty close before it was like you just got you, know, you got to take it you know like and so they go oh, sure okay like if they're gonna name me an all american sure i'll take it you know um so yeah no absolutely i mean it just it irks me sometimes man i'll hear people talk about like i don't know i heard somebody refer to david mcfadden the other day as a three-time all-american and i was like no he's four because this year it counts um mm -hmm. but you know it, it is what it is but uh, i definitely think you guys earned what you got so it, it should be a thing for sure um yeah thank you thank you no absolutely um you guys did it so uh, you might as well get awarded for it. Uh, I mean, heck, you want an ACC title. So, um, speaking of that, or not, not speaking of that, sorry. Um, looking at this year coming up, right? Obviously, there's a lot of excitement. It's going to be a crazy year, right? We're looking at a January start date where it's kind of, you know, eight to 10 matches, most of them conference, and then conference tournament, national tournament. Um, First thing I wanted to ask you about actually is, you know, until a couple of weeks ago, um, or not until a couple of weeks ago, but Nino Bonacorsi at Pitt bumped up to 197, right? I don't know if you've ever wrestled yeah. him in the past or not, um, but I know that's a big match I'm looking forward to. So uh, what do you feel about, about his move up and, you know, about that potential matchup? Uh, I'm, I was really excited to hear it, honestly. Um, I'm always really just like pumped for like wrestling good guys, you know, like that's, that's what, that's what the sport's about, you know, like people want to, people want to see two guys go out there, um, two good wrestlers, you know, and, and put up, put on entertainment, you know? Um, yeah. and if, if I'm only wrestling guys that I like am head and shoulders above or am just like flat out better than, um, it's, it's not going to be as exciting as it could be, you know? And so, especially a guy like Nino, um, a dude who is just attacking, 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 like that's like someone I want to wrestle, you know, someone who's going to come at me, I'm going to go at them. So um, I've been excited, I guess, for the matchup ever since um, they came out and said he was bumping up. So, and I was, yeah, I was hope I was looking forward to wrestling him at the open, but um, like I said, things came up, um, wasn't able yeah. to go. So, yeah. Now I know I was, I was talking to coach Gavin and he mentioned that and that was the first time I heard it. And that was the first thing I immediately thought was like this match with, with Jay is going to be awesome. Like, I'm so excited for that. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, but uh, obviously, you know, the flow has come out with their rankings as well. 
Um, right now it sits no Adams one, uh, Ben Darm set two, you were at three. Um, rankings at the end of the day mean nothing, right? Because people have to actually get on the mat and prove it. Um, yep. But, you know, what are your, your feelings about this season moving in? Uh, I know that you have a win over the current number one ranked guy. Um, and just, how do you feel about going into this season? I feel really good. Um, I want, I really want the season to happen. Obviously, everyone else does too, um, but I feel really good about it. Um, I feel really confident about how I was training um, this off season and how I've been training recently too. And um, I feel like I'm still like on that trajectory of like, it's it's not like I just like made one jump. It's like I, I feel like I just keep keep getting better at almost like a steady rate. So I'm really excited to, to compete again and. Um, get out there and just show everyone the, the gains I've made amidst everything that's going on. So I'm really excited about the season. Yeah. And I know you have a completely different mindset than me, right? I'm not the guy that's stepping on the mat. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it because as a fan, it looks really wide open, right? Last year, um, you had, you know, some guys that you're like, all right, this guy's probably going to win it or this guy's at the top or whatever. This year, the way that the landscape has shook out, it it's super exciting because there's not like a clear-cut dude, right? There's a bunch of guys at the top that we're going to get to see fight it out, and it's they're going to earn it, right? We're going to see somebody kind of emerge yeah. and, and win that national title. Um, and I think, you know, from a fan standpoint, it can't get any more exciting than having, you know, eight guys or however many are at the top um, and not knowing – you know, which, which one of these dudes is going to step up and win a title. So um, I, I'm very excited for that. I mean, how, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's all you can want as a fan, you know, like when you have five, five, six guys who you're like, okay, all these guys are really good. Like, I'm not even going to like pick a guy. I just want to see them scrap it out and see who's better. Um, and I guess it will be even more apparent this year with, uh, with COVID, like you said, like you'll have, eight, 10 matches in the nationals. And so you probably won't see a lot of the best guys in the country. I would probably won't see um, anyone out in the Midwest, you know, or uh, West coast. And so it's like, it will truly be like, okay, like who of these dudes, like is the best dude at nationals, you know, and, and it won't be like, Oh, like this is like the third time they wrestled. So like, we're getting to know each other a little bit. It'll be like, this is the first time wrestling this season. So like what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, looking at it, I don't know the, you know, the top ranked guys off the top of my head, but honestly, I think you and Nino might be the only ones that are actually in the same conference that might have a shot at hitting before. I mean, pretty much everybody's going to go into that tournament at the end, not have wrestled each other, at least this year. Right. So um, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a fun one, man. Um, and, you know, I also yeah, sure. yeah. wanted to highlight, especially um, when you go to such a prestigious school, uh, Virginia is a great school, great degree. Um, you have a very, very good GPA uh, from what I've heard the last couple of semesters. You had a 3.7 and then a 3.9. Um, yeah, I, digging deep for this stuff, man. Um, but how do you balance that, right? How do you balance being one of the nation's top wrestlers and then also a great student at a prestigious university? People, I think, I think people overcomplicate things. Um, I've always been a big, um, like a, a big sort of like, mm, I've always been big of like, you put your time where you want to put it, you know? And so, um, obviously a lot of my time is going towards wrestling. Um, I put time towards school. Um, but a lot of it's just, I use my time effectively. And so I'll get done with my schoolwork before practice even starts at 345. And so after practice when I'm dead, like I don't have to go home and worry about um, doing more schoolwork when I just want to relax for a little bit. Um, so honestly, that, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And people say it all the time, like, oh, time management, time management. But you can have great time management skills, but if you're not actually using that time effective, effectively to like, get stuff done, um, then you're wasting, you're wasting your time. So I think that's, that's just the biggest thing for me is just like, all right, when I'm doing school, I'm doing school. So I'll focus on it for like an hour and then I'll like take a break and then focus on it again. Um, but I'm not going to sit here, like I'm not going to like 
just go to a library and like chat with my friends, you know, and like, like, no, like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to give my full attention to it. So I think that's like the biggest thing. And like, I think a lot of things too is like, yes, UVA is a great school. There are definitely some hard classes. Um, Oh, I think I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, cool. So UVA is a great school. That's where I left you. Um, but it, I mean, it's not, it's not the hardest thing in the world, you know? Um, it's, it's really not. Um, just obviously like wrestling's a really hard sport. And so like going through that, that weight cut practice where you're losing uh, an amount of weight that most people would not think possible in like an hour um, and then comparing that to the studying for a test it's like okay like studying for a test is really easy you know I just sit here and read stuff and um, I learn it um, so yeah for sure so you mentioned earlier that um, you've graduated right you have your degree so what's your degree in Economics. Very cool. Um, and are you are you planning on on doing the master's program? I think at some point I'll probably go back to school, like grad assist, try to get my master's. Um, but this year, I mean, it's it's solely focused on um, on wrestling. I would say um, I wanted to to give all my attention to that, and I didn't want to have anything derail me from it so I mean it's, it's my last year of college wrestling I want to do the best I can I want to set myself up in the best possible situation so um, this year is just taking some online classes just staying eligible um, so I can really use my time to, to focus on um, uh, nationals this year because that I mean it's it's my last chance you know I want to get everything I have so yeah um, so you said a couple times right it's your last chance it's your senior year um, but the, you know, obviously you hadn't had time to talk to everybody, but it just came out, I think yesterday or the day before, um, that winter sports is supposed to get the eligibility relief that fall sports got. Right. So basically what they're saying is this year doesn't count, right? Yeah. Everybody can wrestle. It doesn't count against anything. So technically, if you wanted to, you, if this is a hundred percent correct, you would have another year available. Um, is that something that you would consider or is this my last ride? I'm done. I'm moving on. Um, I think I have some thoughts on it. Um, just, um, I have a few thoughts on it, but just being in the position I am now, I won't know how I'm going to feel later. Um, yeah. after that was this year or in a few months, I like, we don't know what's going to happen within the next few months. So, um, I mean, if you talk to a college wrestler, no one likes cutting weight, you know, like I don't want to have to go make 197 again next year. Um, and so part of me is, I think just like, all right, like let's have it be the, have, let's have this be the year. Let's go out, like go win a national title and then move on to the next step. Um, and like, obviously, like I said, like, I don't know what's going to happen this year. So that, that might change. It might not change. Who knows? But, yeah. um, I mean, college wrestling is hard. You know, it's, it's a hard sport. It's really hard on your body, um, really hard on your mind, really hard just on, on your life in general. You know, you're having to give up um, and just, like, sort of, like, put things to the side that um, you you wouldn't have to if you were just a – like, even if, like, I still continue to, to train and compete um, at the senior level, like, that is a much different schedule and a much different training regimen than the college wrestling season. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, is that the plan for afterwards? Uh, I know you've, you mentioned possibly like a graduate assistant position. Um, what are your plans for when wrestling is done, right? Whether it be this March or whether it be next March, what's your plan? Um, well, I want to compete at the senior level for a little bit, I think. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've really, like I said before, I've continued to make progress in my wrestling. And so, like, I want to see how good I can get, you know, because I feel like I've 
even though I've, I've still continued to make jumps, I, I feel like I'm still pretty far away from that cap of where I could be. So I would like to see um, just like how good, how good I can get there. And just like, if my body is willing, um, I would like to still compete, you know, because years from now, my body won't be able to compete. And if I don't take the chance to actually do it, I'll probably regret it, you know? Um, and I'm enjoying it so much right now. I know I love wrestling. So um, I'll probably compete for a little bit. And then, I mean, I don't, haven't, haven't thought about it, uh, life after wrestling too, too much. Um, but I know that one, I'm an extremely hard worker. Uh, I have an ability to make progress, um, even in bad situations. Um, and I have a good degree from a, a good university. So I'm not too worried about life after wrestling, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, excited to see what's in store for you. And you, yep. know, you mentioned, obviously, um, you've had a lot of success at UVA. You know, you have the potential of a national title this year. You have a great degree. Um, you know, if I'm a top recruit in the nation, right, and UVA is on my list, why do I pick UVA? So we, I've, I've, I've been telling recruits this already. And so cause we, there's a new NCAA rule where we can contact recruits. And so I've, I've reached out to a few of them. And um, I say something similar to a lot of them. And it's um, when I come into UVA, I wasn't a very highly recruited kid. Um, I had one really much. I hadn't, uh, wasn't ranked in the country when I committed. Um, and I'll be like, I'll look at the kid and be like, Hey, like, you're a top recruit, you know, like you're, you're someone who already has so many skills that I didn't have before I even got here. Um, look at what the, the coaches at UVA, coach Garland, Trent, Travis, like look at what they've done with me in these past four years. Like I can't imagine what they do with someone who actually has that wrestling, wrestling ability coming in right away, you know? Um, and then you just throw in all the other things on top of um, one, it's a great university. We have a great team culture. Um, we're a tight knit group of guys. And then you have coaches who, who really, really actually care about you. You know, coach Garland, he wants me to win a national title really bad. So does Trent. But um, if I go out there and I have the worst year of my life, I know for a fact, they're still going to love me. They're still going to care about me and they're still going to, um, like look to give me more opportunities in whatever realm of the world I'm. They truly way more than as an athlete. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I know I get that vibe every time I talk to them. They're they're awesome up there, man. Um, and you know, I, I only got a couple more questions for you. Then I promise I'll let you go. Um, so the first being. Uh, you are the defending ACC champ, right? You won an ACC title last year. Um, you're heading in a national tournament with a lot of steam. What's the mindset going into this last year? Just, just enjoy it. I would say. Uh, um, I know, I know I'm well prepared, um, and I know that I'm going to continue to to get better every single time I'm stepping in that room. Uh, so just enjoying, enjoying the matches, enjoying the practices, enjoying um, every single little part of it, you know, because um, just have fun throughout this whole year, I would say, um, and, and look to just look to dominate, I would say, look to go out there and score points and uh, put on a show for people who are watching and following me. Awesome. Um, and that perfect segue into my last question uh what can uva fans look forward to from you and the team this year i'm i'm really excited about our team um we have a, we have a few guys coming out of red shirt who are pretty tough and who um i'm just excited to get them back in the lineup and then we have a few guys in the lineup who i think made a lot of growth on a lot of games um, in this off season and gain a lot of valuable knowledge of just being in the lineup last year. Um, and so I think that we could definitely be competing for an ACC title with the guys we have. Um, and I know that we, we, we've been training hard this whole off season. We've been doing the right things, um, you know, as far as, um, 
Like we're not, we're not cutting corners with COVID protocols, you know, we're not uh, cutting corners with our training and stuff like that. And so in the end, like stuff like that pays off. It really does. So I think um, UVA wrestling fans have something really to look forward to this year um, in the next couple of months. Awesome, man. Uh, I know I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'm going to try to make it up there for some duels. I'm only about three hours away down here in North Carolina. So uh, I'll make it up there and, and hopefully, you know, this, this pandemic chills the hell out and uh, I'll get to meet you in person. Uh, but I, I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on here and talking to me and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, no, it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. And I'll definitely look forward to, uh, to seeing you at a match or maybe even seeing you down at uh, Duke or NC State or UNC. So, Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jacob. All right, man. See ya. See ya. Have a good one.